0: Word, and oh, then we're yeah, going to yeah. go back yeah, to
1: oh. uh, So, to
0: send the lamb to the ruler of the land uh, from Selah by way of the so desert we
1: just start with the to the
0: mount of the daughter of Zion just
1: with the like
0: fleeing birds like a scattered right. nest so are the daughters of Moab at the fords of the Arnon so
1: give counsel
0: course. grant justice Make your shade like night at the height of noon. Shelter the outcasts. Do not reveal the fugitive. Okay, so he's sending, you know, sending a message to the mount of the daughter of Zion and saying the daughters of Moab are scattered. So give counsel, grant justice. Make your shade like night. Shelter the outcast, Do not reveal the fugitive which is just a beautiful picture of, you know, come and hide here. Come and be safe here. Come and be protected. We will not, you know, you will not be revealed. Let the outcasts of Moab sojourn among you. Be a shelter to them from the destroyer. When the oppressor is no more and destruction has ceased, and he who tramples underfoot has vanished from the land, then a throne will be established in steadfast love, and on it will sit in faithfulness in the tent of David, one who judges and seeks justice and is swift to do righteousness. So the daughters of Moab are safe in Israel. Because we have heard of the pride of Moab, how proud he is, of his arrogance, his pride and his insolence. In his idle boasting, he is not right. Therefore, let Moab wail for Moab. Let everyone wail. Mourn utterly stricken for the raisin cakes of Kirharaseth. For the fields of Heshbon languish and the vine of Sibma. The lords of the nations have struck down its branches, which reached to Jazer and strayed to the desert. Its shoots spread abroad and passed over the sea. For the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and will again choose Israel and will set them in their own land, and sojourners will join them and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob. Um, Which makes me think all the way back to Noah. You know, when the children of Shem uh, received, you know, blessing, but then Japheth's children would be servants in the house of Shem, but servants, not slaves. You know, servants meaning that they would attach to Shem, mm-hmm. and Japheth is the one that went out, and his children went up, you know, Asia and Europe, and and basically the the four parents of of uh, the Europeans, mm-hmm. uh, but who would come back and attach, which is the same picture when the northern kingdom is sent out and he says you know plant like seeds and when they come back they'll bring others with them and now here we have it you know they will people will become they'll be re-established and then people will come and attach themselves to the house of jacob and i and i really appreciate especially with all of the um you know, so many people trying to find the meaning. And I'm not saying that there's nothing we're studying there, but but in it has to stay in context. But the difference between the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, because the prophecies keep going back to Israel and Jacob. And Israel representing the spiritual kingdom and Jacob representing The the house of Jacob is the the nation of Israel. So, uh, you know, people, the Lord will have compassion on Jacob and will again choose Israel and will set them in their own land and sojourners will join them and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob. And the peoples will take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel will possess them in the Lord's land as male and female slaves. They will take captive those who were their captors and rule over those who oppressed them. But again, you know, here keeping in mind the idea that was taught about this is that it's your job to keep them safe and teach them Torah so that they can choose it for themselves. Because once they do, then they're no longer slaves. They're full citizens. So Isaiah weeps for Moab. Therefore I weep with the weeping of Jazer for the vine of Sidma. I drench you with my tears, O Heshbon of Ilela, for over your summer fruit and your harvest the shout has ceased. I mean, this is, this is deep sorrow. I mean, drenching with your tears. Wow. So there's, it's not like the destruction of Moab brings joy to Isaiah, when he's seeing this and when he's realizing this, and not because Moab doesn't deserve to be taken down, but because the suffering that will come as part of it is is so, is so heavy. And, and joy and gladness are taken away from the fruit field, and in the vineyards no songs are sung, no cheers are raised, no treader treads out wine in the presses. I have put an end to the shouting. So
1: this... Destruction has come after Ruth and Naomi uh, yeah. leaves, right? Oh, yeah. This, yeah, because like they, they were, were doing they were well before that.
0: Yeah, and well, and As and it may have said. been part of it. I'd have to look up the timing because one of the reasons why they left is mm-hmm. there was nothing there for them anymore, and and you'd have thought mm-hmm. that in a prospering society that there would have been some way that they were,
1: so maybe
0: we're going down that point, so. yeah so I mean she Naomi wanted to go back to her people but they weren't the only Jews who were there no so I think
1: it's more so Naomi's husband's idea
0: than yeah I don't think she really, to really wanted to be there so, yeah <laughs> it's like okay yeah. well and it's interesting because and- I think that it's a because one of the things that that uh the rabbi's rule was, was to be part of the ketubah, the marriage contract for women, was women have the right once in their lifetime and once, and once in the lifetime of the marriage to insist that the family move to Israel. It's up to the woman when they go to Israel. So if they agree to leave, then they don't have that right anymore. But the woman has a right. You know, the husband guarantees her the right to determine if it's time for them to go to Israel. Oh. Which I think is really, really interesting, and especially in light of Naomi mm-hmm. deciding, you know, no, it's time to go back. And right. if she hadn't gone back, then there wouldn't have been the Ruth and Boaz, and there, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's
1: true, wow. Yeah. It's like your destiny to go yeah, back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, she's like, okay, it's time. So God has put an end to the shouting. Therefore, my inner parts moan like a liar for Moab and my inmost self for Kir Haraseth. And when Moab presents himself, when he wearies himself on the high place, when he comes to his sanctuary to pray, he will not prevail. This is the word that the Lord spoke concerning Moab in the past. But now the Lord has spoken, saying, in three years, like the years of a hired worker, The glory of Moab will be brought into contempt in spite of all his great multitude, and those who remain will be very few and feeble. So in the past, God said it was going to happen, and now it's going to (laughs) happen. That thing that he said, yeah, now, now is in three years' time, it's going to happen. So, and then we have an oracle concerning Damascus in 17. Uh, Behold, Damascus will cease to be a city and will become a heap of ruins. The The cities are deserted. They will be for flocks which will lie down and none will make them afraid. The fortress will disappear from Ephraim and the kingdom from Damascus and the remnant of Syria will be like the glory of the children of Israel, declares the Lord of Hosts. And in that day, the glory of Jacob will be brought low, and the fat of his flesh will grow lean, and it shall be as when the reaper gathers standing grain, and his arm harvests the ears. So, you know, it's right there. It's not, it's, it's, it'll be easy. As when one gleans the ears of grain in the valley of Rephaim. Gleanings will be left in it, as when an olive tree is beaten two or three berries in the top of the highest bough, four or five in the branches of a fruit tree, declares the Lord God of Israel.
1: Is that how they get olives? They
0: beat the tree? I guess. That makes sense. They're pretty tough little things. They are tough. They can hit the ground flying and not. In that day, man will look to his maker, and his eyes will look on the Holy One of Israel. He will not look to the altars, the work of his hands, and he will not look on what his own fingers have made, either the Asherim or the altars of incense. In that day their strong cities will be like the deserted places of the wooded heights and the hilltops, which they deserted because of the children of Israel, and there will be desolation. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation and have not remembered the rock of your refuge. Therefore, though you plant pleasant plants, and sow the vine branch of a stranger. Though you make them grow on the day that you plant them and make them blossom in the morning that you sow, yet the harvest will flee away in a day of grief and incurable pain. So you've forgotten the God of your salvation. So all that work you did, you won't get to reap the benefit. Ah, the thunder of many peoples, they thunder like the thundering of the sea. Ah, the roar of nations, they roar like the roaring of mighty waters. The nations roar like the roaring of many waters, but he will rebuke them, and they will flee far away, chased like chafe on the mountains before the wind, and whirling dust before the storm. Which is really the imagery that we can relate to. You know, when, this, when those storms, the desert swirls, storms are yeah. kicking up and you can look out and you just see it starting to swirl and sometimes it gets bigger and sometimes it just goes
1: pfft.
0: Yeah. Big yep. And either way, you know it's going to be a bad storm if that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> At evening time, behold terror. Before morning, they are no more. This is the portion of those who loot us and the lot of those who plunder us. Yeah, we knew oh, we could Isaiah, get through two chapters. Yep.
1: Dad, Isaiah's pretty to the point. He is now. Uh, he don't play awesome. around.
0: Are you happy? Are yeah, you really? I'm going yeah. to finish it. i Okay. I love you. Love me too. I'll see you too. You are reading so fast, like, I really I, hope she finishes. Cause I love you. Thank you, Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the great question. So. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. And it's. You gotta kind of feel for Isaiah,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Because this is some heavy stuff that he's got to see, and especially with when we talked about the distinctions between the prophets and those who experienced Kodesh with knowledge and understanding. Is the prophets having that experience where he was probably taken and like saw it, whether it be in a dream or, or, or in some way he experienced it. Which is why he cried. I mean, when you see that even the destruction of your enemy shouldn't bring you personal joy. You know, there should be when you really understand why the destruction is coming, it's it's a burden it's burdensome, it's sad. It's you know, it's the whole idea behind praying for your enemies. Because there's there's hope until there's destruction, you know, and you there's a chance. But I love that it all started with a picture of the women, the daughters of Moab, fleeing and taking refuge in Israel. Because you know that that to me is like talking about the remnant. That's saying not everybody is going to be destroyed. There's time and there's going to be people who flee it before... You know, before it's too late. Mm-hmm. And you protect them and you keep them safe and you don't turn them over to anyone pursuing them. And they, they have refuge here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at a certain point, the people who insist on staying and being part of the destruction,
1: that was their choice. it's sad. It sad. It's
0: heartbreaking that they can't see a better option. It's heartbreaking that they can't see the hope that's there. But, that's the
1: kind of thing, just like what you're saying. That's the kind of things I see about the Muslim people. I mean, not putting them all in the same bag, but the ones who are really destructive, the ones who saw right, people's right, heads, right, and the ones fundamentalist who go experience. in and, and just blow up themselves around. And yet, they are, it's like it's the, little, more grows, oh the more
0: that grows, the more that grows, the more there is actually a huge. I don't know what the, what is the right word. There's like a revival going on within the Muslim world of people turning to Yeshua. Wow, right now? Serious. Yeah, it's been going going on for a few years. It's been going on for a few years. And some of them are converting culturally and moving into a Christian context. Some are remaining in their Muslim context with faith in Yeshua as Messiah. But with the convictions of, of staying within their culture and, and sharing that there. So you you can do, I can try and find some articles on it. there. I was reading some interesting stuff, even I think two or three years ago. Really? About, yeah. about the, yeah, about the revival that's been going on. Because it's like I was saying, the more the big picture gets chaotic, the more the heart cries for sane. The heart cries for wholeness.
1: That's why when when uh, when Ashanti first met Boomer, mm-hmm. um, he's Muslim. Uh huh. So I was like, Oh my gosh, no, Ashanti, no, you know. What are you In my mind, doing? I was screaming, No, not him, and please don't go visit his country. Don't go yeah. Visit his country. Well, Boomer's story is kind of weird to me because I don't know what was going on in his country uh-huh. at the time, but his parents gave him up to come to America. And he was raised by a white family who Mm -hmm. taught him about Christianity. Really. And so now he's gone beyond what they taught him, right? You know, whatever I don't know if it was non-denominational church, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he found Hebrew roots, and then
0: which connects him him back because he's from Ethiopia, right? Yes. Yeah, which is Cush. So when it talks about Cush returning.
1: Isn't that something? It is. That it is. And his brothers were there, like 2 They're wow. guess exceptionally well in New York and wherever the other one is from. Mm-hmm. And they, he's supposed to be the, the poorest in the family, but it's like spiritually the richest. yeah, yeah, spiritually the richest. You know, that's amazing. But I mean, and me, it's it's just weird because he. Now that I've gotten to know him, is really like he's seeking. It's yeah. really like he wants to know more. It's really like he's hungry. Right. You right. know, and he wants to do this the right way. That's awesome. You know, and he had no fuss about doing anything. That's awesome. About, you know, so I was like. Well, well and it's,
0: it's just very, it is very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me that as much as our modern Western sensibilities want everything to be comfortable. Yeah. The gospel grows the most in land that's been tilled. I mean, you gotta turn. You know, if you want the seed to take, you gotta turn it over, and you gotta. And and I feel like that's. I feel like that's the story of Revelation. You know, so, so many times that the more chaotic it gets, the more God's gonna do, and the more people will see what he's doing. And, and I, that, I think that's one way that, you know, one testimony of that is, is the number of people mm-hmm. who are, are coming to understanding in, in the Muslim world. I mean, just.
1: And it's all in his timing. Huh? Yeah. It seems like.
0: And we can't rush it, it.
1: happened 20 years right. ago. It wasn't time. Years ago, is everything is timing. It is amazing because, uh, just to tie it in, what, what I was doing, planting uh-huh. some okra, Yeah. Lydia Lowe's says, don't plant them when I was in March, huh. it was the month of March gonna buy them, and she's like, don't plant them now, it, it's too cold, and I'm like, what do you mean it's too cold? It's, it's good, it's warming up, it's getting warm. Right, so, right. So I waited them just a little bit, and then I planted them, and they, they didn't come up. And then I was like, oh gosh, you must be right, it's too warm. So then, waited another month and I planted them, and they did come up. But they were like growing real slow. Uh huh. You know, and then between the dog and yeah. their the water, <laughs> and they died, right? Right, so right. This, this is not going to beat me. I'm going to plant them again. It's like your
0: own okra parable there, Maria. <laughs> there
1: right, you go. The Lord must have been speaking to me. And yeah. And then, I yeah. planted them just this month. They came up in less than two weeks. And they're strong plants. They love the sun. That is <laughs> awesome. So it they
0: wasn't hot enough. <laughs> it just wasn't hot enough.
1: So I said, maybe these will take.
0: There you go. We really like okra. So. And you know <laughs> what? Some people are like okra. There you go.
1: They that's like right. the heat. That's Isn't where rough. they
0: That's where they it's incubate. Like,
1: it's right. not my time yet. Yeah. yeah. Grandma, we forgot to water. We forgot to water. When I went to Texas, that's when they She died. wasn't here. I wasn't, wasn't here. <laughs> okay, you hear me one time. I you know, know I she's like, my, uh, "Are we guilty?" Because I wanted on is record guilty that, guilty that guilty. I was not responsible. Maybe, <laughs> maybe.
0: maybe you did it some other way. What'd you throw out there?
1: Okay. <laughs> Only thing I've ever killed is.
0: Oh, that's sad. It was when I
1: was like, I was like three. I'm recording. Do you want curious? to confess to this? Does she not know? <laughs> Should we turn off the
0: recording before you confess?
1: And, uh, <laughs> okay, a cool, okay. okay. I was three. She was three. And I didn't know he could survive set.
0: without
1: water. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. Move this water you don't know you're three. three? She didn't know. I why were you in charge of, without water? why did you have
0: access to control of a hamster at three? What the heck?
1: I'm surprised she has a memory of that around. in three, but I guess that's pretty much it. Probably feels guilty. Huh?
0: <laughs> I know. That's a lesson you don't forget. Things need water, <laughs> like okra. <laughs> see, see how I worked that back around there? You should have known. <laughs> and Sarah was sharing that she, like about a dozen years ago, she actually knew a YWAM leader was sharing, was giving testimony about. What he, what was happening in the Middle East and apparently lots of Muslims receiving miraculous visions of Jesus and coming to faith even then. So it's been going on and, and you know, that's not going to get media attention. Mm
1: -hmm. No, but you're right. And that should get media attention. You know, you'd think
0: You know, can we can we spend a day on the mainstream news going these people aren't killing anybody. Let's talk about them for a while. What makes them unique? Why are they so rare nowadays?
1: I don't know why I think we don't like good stories too, because I know you can go into the hood and find a lot of good stories. Like oh, one came out about the. That's why they have to make movies about paper to try to get money to go to college. Okay. Yeah. You don't think they got more stories like similar oh, or I like know. that or I something? But see, that somebody's doing good. People like train
0: wrecks. Oh, okay. People like people pay for tragedy. They'd rather watch destruction.
1: Train wrecks and sex. Yeah, huh? that's right. Know.
0: And if you're having sex while the train wrecks, no! that's a blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, that's the being let out of the hotel room with your face like this, you know. know. <laughs> but it, but it does. And they'll have a movie come out
1: train like War Room wrecks. where there's no sex, no I train know. wrecks, and nothing, and people flock to it and they go.
0: Huh. Why do they want to see this? It's doing pretty good. Well, because it's like an oasis in the middle of a parched <laughs> desert. That's what it mean, is, right? It's like, oh, then a movie spoke. about something good. Okay. I would like to see this. But I need to be reminded. A lot of
1: told me they went to see that movie because they thought it was about war. I said, oh, baby, it is. Spiritual yeah. war. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely war. Oh, yeah. But they thought they'd go, uh, Blood, guts, and blowing up. I know. I said, really? I didn't, even the
0: name, I didn't well, think of it. I thought, what a surprise. weird name, War Room. Until I well, you know, figured though, I really, th- I really do. It's right. When I read Revelation, that's what I see, though. A spiritual
1: it, warfare
0: But it's on. Yeah, but, and, and it's not, like I said, people, people want to talk about it like it's got to be this extreme thing, mm-hmm. like there, if there isn't an actual meteor striking the earth then it's not happening yet. Right. But yet, if it did strike the earth, we wouldn't notice, because it would just be part of the 24-hour news. You know, it would just, it would roll right over it. I mean, to a me, high. a truck in the middle of a Bastille Day in Nice, that's a meteor. Yeah. That's big. That should jar us. That should give us at least three days to mourn as a nation. And instead, we just roll right along? Oh, oh, more destruction. Okay.
1: Look like we pause and go, oh, that was really bad. Right? I am really sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. That's for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm all used up with my sadness.
0: (laughs) And yet, I I understand there's so much sadness now that at a certain time, Certain There's part of me has to... have been torn out of their bodies in France.
1: I was, mean, they really really weeping.
0: Well, and I was watching The Daily Show talking about the two shootings, the two, you know, shootings of the black men by officers. Oh, oh yeah. And,
1: religion, yeah.
0: And... Yeah. And he he was like, you know, if you didn't hear the story of this, that's okay because there was another one the next day. You know, and, and it's just this... It's so expected.
1: You know, I... That little girl, though, that's what really struck me. Her, her baby in the back of that police car, when this woman finally just kind of went crazy, because she was just a little too sane. I mean, she was streaming, live streaming, and the police just, I was like, wait a minute, they just shot the love of her life, big old red, and she's, I couldn't have, lied. She's I couldn't have She was probably shocked. But that woman was in, clearly, she must have been. Yeah. When she got in that police car, it looks like it all came down and she started screaming. Then she started acting like a crazy woman. Right. And you hear this little small voice says, Mommy, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here with you. And I'm like, Whoa! Does yeah. anybody see what I see or hear what yeah. I hear? Yeah. That's God right there. Well, speaking to her. And that comforting is. Comforting her through her own daughter.
0: Who I know. He's witnessed. And my it's like my friend who grew up in extreme abuse and in oh a church setting. And she said from a very from she remembers as a baby, like she has wow. very early memories mm-hmm. of going their God is not the God that I know. Yeah. Because, you know, when she would disassociate from the abuse, she was with Jesus comforting her.
1: Yeah.
0: And telling her that was not him. Mm-hmm. And and that's You know, God's there. He's there. And yet, it's just so, it's just, there's so much. And so I step back and go, why do we not think this is what it's talking about? Why do we, why do we want to wait? It's almost like we calm ourselves about what's happening now by saying, no, because something worse is going to happen. You know, know, when Revelation, watch out when that happens. But if it's happening now, if this is what's happening and if it's calling people to decisions and it's revealing and and that's, you know, when I really, when we went through and studied Revelation, that's the thing that I kept coming to was it's not about God revealing himself to the people so much as what is in the people being revealed.
1: Right.
0: And and their reaction being very telling about about their response, mm-hmm. you know, do they focus on the destruction? Do they turn to God? Do they blame God? Right. Do they get angry and cause more destruction?
1: Right.
0: And and it's it just feels like we're at this point where everything is just erupting, and and you know and a lot of it is beautiful, a lot of it is wonderful, a lot of it is the response of believers to the destruction. A lot of it is the the child comforting her mother in the midst of
1: a horribly chaotic situation. You
0: know, there is beauty in that.
1: And, and... Wait, it's, in these days, do you think it's, some of it is because we sit in churches that, like, they preach to us from the Bible, but... They're not addressing what we're actually going through in life or making us feel, I don't want to say feel uncomfortable, but to me, if you're ministering to me, I need to, there's something I need to learn. There's something that the word needs to teach Mm -hmm. inside of myself that could be going wrong in my life. And you never bring it out on the pulpit. If we never talk about it, we just talk about Jesus and how wonderful He is, but what about my heart? What about right. you know? Do I have a, in my heart a little stony? There's. Is it not? Am I not compassionate? Am I not? How am I gonna learn? Yeah. If you don't teach the uncomfortable stuff along right. with the right. sweet stuff, right. I need uncomfortable myself to. Learn and I think world.
0: that a I think that a mm. lot of people. Morning, um, morning. Is it say Yeah. <laughs> No, of
1: course it's not safe. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What a weird question. See, I was just telling Rabbi question. You got to get uncomfortable. But it it is.
0: I think a lot of people, and and again, I think this is part of our modern Western culture, Mm -hmm. along with the idea that the church has grown up in this business model Mm -hmm. where uncomfortable people don't tithe as much, and we got to pay the bills.
1: Oh, okay. It's (laughs) almost like there's... It I is open the first
0: <laughs> it is. I mean, I've known pastors who've been told by their boards don't talk about hell or sin. Yeah. Because people don't give as much after those messages. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's
1: a mess.
0: oh, blows my mind. So so it, it it's ends like it's up make where it go away, Right. It's- but it's almost like There's this expectation from a lot of people in our culture that church is, it's a refuge. It's it's all so crazy out there. I got to go away. I got to go to church. I got to get all renewed. And I got, okay, now I feel good. Okay, I can face another week. And my thought, because I'm like you, Mm -hmm. I don't want to take time and pretend like what's happening isn't happening. Right. I want to be provoke to more i want to be empowered to do something i want to be spurned on to to making a difference right. because otherwise i just sit and watch the destruction and go oh well good thing i've got church to go make me feel better you know and, and like personally i can't function that way right. i i want um, i need to make i need to I need to speak into that. I need to have the ability to do something about that. And and I think that there are people who are in a place where that may be what they need. So so I don't want to sound too critical. I, I But I feel like we've created a system that keeps people there. And I yeah. would like to see more accepting that they are there and trying to help them heal and move into being able to go back out and make a difference.
1: Yeah, because you know what? It's, and that's what? And that's what that's the way it should happen. Take, for instance, what was the latest thing? Oh, the, the killings that are happening in there today. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were talking about that, and someone said, well, it's not happening in your area. You know, you're too far away from that. You have like a, like a killer can't move yeah you know well, and like, like it's not like a five that's minute my drive fellow, that's human a human beings. right if i'm a human being i can imagine you know what they're going through right now you know especially because when this man killed he kills i mean they say he emptied how many bullets in that 12 y'all
0: oh i didn't read about that that's bullets.
1: awful he shot that little girl about eight times that's awful shot a mama at first I thought it was maybe, you know, the gay thing, because I think the mama and had a partner in this, uh-huh. so it was a woman. So all three of them died. The uh-huh. mama was still, he killed the partner and the little girl. They died at the scene. But the mama was hanging on in the hospital. She hanged on for, she hung on for about a month. Wow. And then she died. And then they showed other people, like three, but they look Hispanic, uh, People, mm-hmm. I think right now he's dead to about nine people now. He's That's still okay crazy. With, he's, and they haven't They we just, a, him. A, just a we have guy. that
0: freeway shooter yes. stuff going on. I mean, yes. yes, and it is. It's like we. It's like we roll on to the next tragedy yeah. so quickly
1: anymore. Yeah. And this is still but, happening, you know. there's these families—they're hurting. You know, maybe I'm real sensitive because i had someone. Right. My family, but, right. But still, I hope not. You know, we're supposed to to I'm be not more supposed to be, be jaded, and that. Yeah, I'm not going to say, "Oh, was happening in Maryville, Yeah, we pray about it. Right.
0: And, you know, well, and, and that's
1: anyway.
0: and that is that is what I really, I really see. Like I like I was saying before before we started, I'm seeing more and more. Church leaders and and just average believers, you know. The the idea of pastoring was never supposed to be, because it comes from the word for shepherd, and it was never supposed to be about, you know, cloistering and being ineffective out there just so we could all feel good in here. And one, he was someone involved in, I think, Jewish voice, um, but in, he was from Ethiopia, and it, he was, like, oversaw, oversaw the Africa missions. Um, mm-hmm. And he had spoken before, and, and he was saying that, that the people who, the congregants, the believers are the sheep. Okay. Sheep are supposed to multiply.
1: Okay.
0: The pastor can't multiply the sheep.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That sheep are supposed to be multiplying. And, and I think like that our
1: shepherd.
0: well, so and the shepherd was supposed to keep the sheep, the sheep safe from the wolves, who would want to come after them. Yeah. Too many of our churches have wolves in sheep clothing in the pulpit, you know. I and we see it all the time. That's true. Because when everything comes out, you know, oh, there it is. oh, you're a bad guy, yeah. you know. So, so you can call yourself pastor, but if you're not actually Keeping the sheep safe, right. but keeping the sheep safe so they can multiply.
1: Right.
0: Which is, I think, that thing you're talking about—that wanting to be provoked to go out and make a difference, mm-hmm. wanting to be, you know, encouraged and empowered to to bring change and hope to your community. Which, which is, you know, like I—that's it, I, I, the whole point. And I think that's the yourself, point of our faith.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you hear a sermon and you might say, wow, am I like that person? Or, you know, something that would make you, uh, provoke something inside of you, you know, mm-hmm. to take a second look at your own self.
0: Right. You know, What's keeping like me from and being and, effective? Because if you, if you, if the sheep aren't multiplying, you end up with what we have a lot of in this society, which are old congregations of sheep about to die with nobody there for the next generation. Mm-hmm. They didn't multiply.
1: You know that's 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 kind of sad. Like this lady next door, she was like the first woman to be in this house, and she's been Catholic all her life. Mm-hmm. And then she and I met just from being next door neighbors and kind of talk. She was over there by herself because she had just lost who was it? She was taking care of her grandma, and grandma died, and she continued to take care of mama, and mama died. Mm. And I guess wow. her died somewhere in there, whatever. But anyway, here she was but a giant of a and Pinscher in the house in herself. Yeah. We look at that dog, we are like, I know nobody's messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> but anyway, lonely. She told me one day, she said I'm Catholic and I've been Catholic all my life, but I just feel like something is missing. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't with you guys during that it, time. I invited her yeah. to a non-denomination. Yeah. Which I was going
0: to. Well, and. and it's like,
1: because you just sat there? Yeah. In that, if you felt like, Something
0: was missing because they don't know where to go.
1: Because it's it's your culture, Heinz, what you have bred into. If you, yeah, you you keep
0: looking for it in your culture. And (laughs) see, that's where I think that the cult there, we have Christian cultures that have come up, the denominations, you know, we have Christian cultures, and people have to be have to know how to cross cultural Mm -hmm. barriers, even Mm -hmm. in that, and be able to look for something different because. When, you know, like my friend that I was telling you about, when if you're going to go work with the Sikh woman who's making meals for people... Right. She don't care what denomination you are. That's right. And you shouldn't care if you're working next to somebody of a different denomination. Right. Or different, you know. As far as I'm concerned, all the denominations have a little bit right and a little bit at least wrong. Yes. You know? And, and I, there's been a very long time of history that 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 has served a purpose. But I think when you acknowledge that we're in a post-Christian world, maybe all the things that have kept Christians separated into denominations are not quite as important as we thought. And maybe it's time for us to move into a post-denominational world. I know. You know, because if that's really what Christianity is about, is about... in. It's supposed to be about following in the footsteps of Jesus. But if it's become about all the denominations, which is what's made it irrelevant, which is why the world is in a post-Christian era, if we want to cling to that, we will become irrelevant. If we want to let go of that and keep following God, keep following the footsteps of Yeshua, Mm -hmm. we can continue to be relevant
1: See, that's it's like just going to look different. Of, the, of our enemy, created all these denominations, mm-hmm. divided these us. Denominations. Oh, we got to divide, and then you call yourself a new name. Well, even because within I don't L- like his doctrine on this particular subject.
0: Even like within so, Lutheran Lutheranism, the different synods, like God, the thing, they, the one little thing they might disagree on, there right. is no fellowship between them. You
1: see, and then they're splitting, and that's never how God is to be. You when saw, you movement, know, split,
0: split, 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 right? Split.
1: And when the movement started with the disciples, IPO, you know, it was none of that. No. It didn't have that. It was supposed to, say, to be about coming
0: together despite our differences.
1: Right. right. For this
0: one purpose.
1: And you look at Paul and Silas. Mm, yeah. You know, differences. But they knew they had this one common goal.
0: And that's why they eventually said, you know what, our differences aside... Yes. If God's put that on your heart, go do it. I'm gonna go do what He's put on my heart. Exactly. And then even later in life he's like, I didn't handle that well, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm Silas went off and was effective.
1: So we should, you know, respect that. Yeah. And he but but at least he didn't destroy it. He didn't do it right so destructively that, you know, it even Peter became a complete something else. Even you Peter
0: know teaches things that are difficult, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's confusing to some. I get it, you yeah. know. And James, you know, okay, let's talk about this. And I, I think I think that the more we cling to what makes us different as believers, right? The less effective we'll be. We'll become irrelevant. Yeah. In fact, I would go so far as to say that to a large part have become irrelevant. Yeah. And if we can let go of that. Because Jesus was never contained in any of our boxes. No. We were all seeing the part we were all seeing the part of him we were comfortable with. Right. And he was okay with that. Right. But our comfort is maybe not the most important thing right now. And on that note, (laughs) may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he turn his countenance upon you and grant you peace and provoke you to go and take peace to the world. Amen. Amen. That's right. You ready? Um.